Hello Waterloo Road fans, it's Tom here, your podcast host, just popping in before we get started to tell you about our Patreon subscription page, where you can get loads of stuff from Luke and myself, including a new version of our Waterloo Road fanfiction. We've done a new chapter, which if it's not available now, it will be available very, very soon. Um, We are also doing more of the Waterloo Road Awards in the very near future, the second chunk of Series 8. You can also find extended versions of all of our cast member interviews and reviews of other school-based TV shows. If you're interested in that, all you have to do is go to patreon.com slash waterlooroadpod. And I would like to thank those of you who have already subscribed. So thank you to Sarah Mython, to Erin, to Maddie, to Rebecca Grimshaw, to Daniel, to Eliza, who is at WaterlooXRoad underscore on Instagram. Thank you to Avid Collector, to Matthew Kumar, to Caroline Kempster, to Mel, to Laura A, to Helen, to Aya, to Natalie, who is at Natalie the Book Reader on Instagram. Thank you to Peter, to Ollie C, to Eve, to Tom Percival, to Debbie, to Lou Parsons, to Kat, to Hannah Louise, who would like to shout out NHS Mental Health Services. Thank you to Alicia, to Joe Buckle, to Laura, to Helen, who is at red.head.red on Instagram. Thank you to Emmy, to Matthew, and finally, thank you to Lottie Smith. Your continued support is much appreciated. And if you listening now would love to join that list of shout outs, all you have to do is go to patreon.com slash Pod. And now, without any further ado, let's get on with this week's podcast. Just before we start this week, I want to do a quick content warning. There is some discussion in this episode about a transphobic attack, which is carried out on one of the characters in the show. So um, just wanted to let you know about that in advance. As usual, we try and talk about it as sensitively as we can. Hello and welcome to another episode of Everything From Nothing, the Waterloo Road podcast. I am Tom Beasley, your Waterloo Road super fan, joined as ever by Luke Stevenson for more fun-filled Waterloo Road chat. I know. See, in the t- you can tell by the tone. If you don't watch along with the, with the episodes <laughs> and you don't know what's coming, it's another uh, horrific episode <laughs> in which I don't feel suitably qualified to talk about it. In fairness, if anything, it's, it's, you might have just heard Tom do a bit of a trigger warning. I don't know. Maybe you, know, you might have just heard it. You might have in the edit guy actually means warn people about this. In fairness, it's not the core plot line of the episode, which I think makes it better. I don't know because it's a bit weird to spend make this story a core plot line and then kind of erase it in <laughs> one five minute section at the end. Yes, that is weird. Yeah, I would say so. It would be weird for any television show to do that with such a major and sensitive storyline. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But let's not talk about that because we've got an email. Oh, good. I like the emails. Yes. You do. It's your favourite bit. This is genuinely. actually my favourite no bit. No word of a lie. It's because your favourite bit. I, I get to react to something I know nothing about. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that the whole podcast? Well, no, because I've, re- I've watched it and written it and I'm having to relive you it. You have sort of watched it. I, it's yeah. been on in the room. It's been on, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So the email is from Lou, who is a Patreon subscriber. Hi, Lou. Yeah. Um, he says, hey, guys. Um, I meant to email you this weeks ago, but completely forgot until just now when I was re-listening to an old episode. Fantastic. Wow. What old episode? Uh, he doesn't specify. Well, there are 140 to choose yeah. from. Um, he says, yes, I listen to you guys on a near constant loop with about three other podcasts. Ugh. I wonder what the three other podcasts are. Um, what are we the chaser for? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, what, are we one of the mainstays or one of the ones that you get to yeah, 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 that's in the it. rotation? If you've been good on your podcast that week, it's like, <laughs> you know, I, I like the Football Ramble. It's very rare that I listen to the Football Ramble because yeah. I've got so many other ones that have to yeah. go in front of it. So, Including, of course, including of course, this one. The Road Podcast. Yeah. I literally walked down the street laughing at my own Scottish accent <laughs> this week. So you were hearing me six weeks ago say, didn't he? <laughs> wow. Um, Lou continues. Um, anyway, you guys asked if anyone has ever thought they were listening on headphones only to realise it was playing from their phone in public. Well, I can go one better. Ooh. 
I work in a building supply store part-time, but as I'm doing a music degree, I'm usually tasked with sorting the music playing in the warehouse. Oh, dear. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right, let's see what part of it plays out. (laughs) One day, I climbed up the ladder to get to the radio, forgetting that the moment I connect my phone to the Bluetooth, it will play whatever I was last listening to. You could probably see where this is going, but trust me, it gets worse. Oh, dear. Um, I can hint I, or we don't judge. <laughs> I connected, at which point Luke screamed something about paedophiles. <laughs> <laughs> Brackets think it was a Jonah and Cheska episode. <laughs> I, I, I jumped and managed to drop my phone 12 feet off the ladder, and presumably it briefly fell into another dimension just to spite me because I couldn't find it for almost 10 minutes. You may ask, but Lou, why didn't you just turn the radio off? Well, the plug for the radio is on my manager's desk, who found what was going on far too funny, and therefore wouldn't let me turn it off without finding my phone. Eventually, my phone seemingly reappeared out of nowhere somehow, not damaged, but I've never been allowed to live it down by any of my co-workers. He says, hope you enjoy. We have enjoyed. Thank you very much, Lou. I love the... I want to know more about when you explain... Your co-workers are like, what on earth are you listening to? (laughs) And you have to go, oh, it's a, it's a podcast about um, actually a new show called Waterloo Road. <laughs> oh, such fun. That's a, that's a good email. To be fair, though, when he says, I think it was a Jonah and Cheska episode, thinking back, it could be any episode. It, it could be. There's a lot of options. There's a lot of times when I've shouted that. Merited or unmerited. The thing is, he says, when the, the Bluetooth came on, you were screaming something about paedophiles. How long did you continue screaming about paedophiles? Because <laughs> yeah. surely at some point, it would have stopped being about paedophiles and started being banal chat about Waterloo Road and or barbecues. Yeah, yeah. But no, no, I can go. You know I can go. You can, you, yeah. You, you know, you, you can it think... It has been known. Yeah. <laughs> you, you can think about the amount of that chat that was edited out afterwards. Well, exactly, yeah, that's it. Yeah, it could have been 15, 20 minutes of that. Um, <laughs> How many people did I libel? <laughs> I would like to think none. I try very hard to edit. Well, yeah, exactly. If, if you hadn't edited... Oh, yeah. I like to think I, I, I will or have been proved right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but unless you have the proof, it does not help in a libel claim. <laughs> you can't stand up and go, Your Honour, I'm pretty sure I'm right. <laughs> in my defence. Yeah, we are we are the generation who are, ra- who are raised on going, well, of course Savile was. Yeah, Look at yeah, him. Yeah. You can't go, in my defence, he probably is, though, can you? <laughs> Hello, Lou's co-workers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like to think that he now walks into the warehouse and they're like, oh, I'll put that podcast on. Yeah, go on, put it on. The pedo on. Um, just on. to tell you this. Is he going to do his Scottish accent again? If you are doing that, we would discourage it because it means we don't get listens in our stats. If you're listening as a group... Oh, right. If you all put it, download it separately onto all of yeah, your yeah. phones. Yeah, if you're listening as a group, we consider it piracy. <laughs> yeah. We're not a box park. <laughs> <laughs> Should we talk about the episode? Oh, go on then. The episode is called Grandmaster, which really makes it sound like chess is far more of a part of the episode than it is. No, but okay. The chess scene, uh-huh. I swear to God, <laughs> there are going to be some thoughts. There's going to be some bleeping. Oh, God. Editing Tom won't enjoy that. <laughs> um, so the episode begins with... Barry, meet Barry, never Barry, meeting a fella who has Dynasty's name tattooed on his body. Okay, right. It, no matter the age, if uh-huh. you get a tattoo of your partner's name, yeah. it's a red flag. I'm sorry. Yes. Just explicitly just the name. If it's in a heart, even worse. Um, if it's in a grandfather clock for some reason, even worse. Grandfather clock? Oh, it's a trend. Old Is men it? do it. Old men put part their partner's names in grandfather clocks tattooed on their body. Yes. Okay. Yeah. If you ask any tattoo artist that you know, I can't imagine you know. I don't. Me, I don't, I don't. You, you, you would be correct. They will have done this loads in the last oh. couple of years for some reason. It's just like some a barrier. They get to a certain age, a flip, a flick switches, a flick switches, flick switches. What? <laughs> a switch flicks. What? What am I trying to say? You are trying to say a switch flicks. A switch flicks. Okay. <laughs> I like that you doubted your own ability Jesus to do Christ. words there. Because in my head, I'll say, do I want to say flips? I have no idea. <laughs> they flip a switch. That's why I'm getting mixed up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they just go, I need, I need a grandfather clock on my own yeah. or a timepiece. Yeah. Okay. Um, Dynasty seems quite convinced that a few weeks of chess practice is enough to beat Kevin, who seems to be a chess obsessive. 
Yeah. Obsessive? Obsessive? Obsessive, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Jonah was one of those for a time, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. <laughs> he was. Yes, he was. It's one for the fans in the warehouse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the yeah. Also, if he's old enough to get a tattoo, he's too old for a school child. That's another flat. That's another rule. I mean, the, 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 the Steve, Steve though is not short of red flags. No, no, no. He's yeah. not. <laughs> but uh, I don't think we're supposed to get this. Steve O seems like a top chap. Yeah, I just, I just feel like, and then if you if you were to work back, when did we? This happened with Love Island a couple of years ago, didn't it? Where people worked back people's age gaps. I went, hang on a minute, yeah. when they were together, they were this age. I was like, if you think that he's been in prison for however long and they knew each other before, and we she's, she's now in year 11. We don't know how long he's been in prison. It could have been weeks or months rather than years. Yeah, with this lily-livered government, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Throw away the key, that's what I say. Um, but to be fair, his rehabilitation did not work, so he no, should have no, been, no, been in there for longer. Clearly. I take a rather soft stance on prisons, actually. <laughs> but th- this guy has not been rehabilitated. No. I blame Tory cuts. <clears throat> um, so Steve-O seems to think that he's just going to walk straight back into his relationship with Dynasty and it's all going to be great. He says, oh, I've sorted us a flat in Liverpool. Um, he says, oh, I've changed. I've left crime behind me. Unspecified crimes. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. It could be anything. It could be serious. It could be less serious. We don't know. He, t- he touches her bottom quite a lot. Yes. For a first greeting in however long. Yes. It's just like, it feels like it's, it's it should be more affection than than that. Does he seem like an affectionate man? No, no. But he has got a tattoo. Yeah. Oh, no, that's not better. That's his substitute for affection. Of course I'm affectionate. I've got a tattoo. Yeah. So he gives her an engagement ring and she's a bit weirded out by it. But then when Imogen like has a go at him, Dynasty defends him. She has Stockholm Syndrome. It's not even Stockholm Syndrome. She hasn't seen him in, I'm going to go it, six years. <laughs> six years? He's a wrong'un, Tom. That's, that would be, you know, there's wrong'uns and there's wrong'uns. <laughs> they're all wrong, wrong'uns under the eyes no, of the Lord. They're, they're wrong'uns. Yeah, they're wrong'uns. They're wrong'uns. <laughs> um, so, um, there's a whole thread running through this episode, which is really weird, about Christine wanting to take on all of Grantley's roles mm-hmm. while he's ill. And it's, it's saying, it happens five or six times. Yeah. Where she says, I want to do Grantley's roles. Michael says, oh, it's much more complicated than that. He never explains why it's complicated. No. And then Christine gets insanely angry at yes. this. And I don't think she's totally unjustified No, with her anger. Some of the things that she says to express her anger is quite mad. Yeah, because what, what she's saying basically is, I, I have all the skills to do this job. In fact, here I am doing the job anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and he he says, no, no, uh, you know, it's complicated, etc., etc." But she sees it as, I'm not going to promote you because it looks like favouritism. Yes. That's what she thinks is happening. Yes. Um, and also, Michael has never once mentioned the alcoholism to Christine. No, but the, she brings it up quite often. Yeah, yeah. And he goes, I just don't think it's something. Oh, yeah, the vodka must have ruined my brain cells. Yeah. He goes, he hasn't said that, Christine. No, no one mentioned vodka. Yeah. You're the one who keeps bringing up vodka. <laughs> so, uh, Barry Never Barry is uh, piling interest on Connor. Um they're not living in the truck. What is the I just, bloody truck for? I just, it's so upsetting that we watch them do this truck. The truck is going to come to define the next few episodes of the show. But they haven't, since they purchased the truck, they haven't used it. If anything, you see Connor leave his own house. You go, well, yeah. why has he saddled himself all this debt to buy an unused sex truck? <laughs> truck that just sits there. <laughs> Except for once a week where they hose it down, presumably. <laughs> So Steve-O's like, oh, I'm impressed with your, your business, Barry. And Barry says, well, the only thing better than robbing a bank is being one. But Barry never Barry isn't a threatening guy. No. and I, Well, I I actually think this is quite good, what they're doing with Barry. Mm-hmm. Because what they're doing is it's sowing the seeds for a Barry never Barry redemption arc. Oh. Because what they're doing is saying he's not actually a bad boy. Because mm. Steve-O's a, he's a bad boy. Yeah, it's, it's, the old, it's the old uh, Return of the Jedi. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. I may have murdered younglings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I never electrocuted my own son. Yes. Down down the pit you go. Exactly, yes. Maybe, maybe this ends with Barry never Barry throwing Steve-O into a pit. And then <laughs> season 13 starts. Yeah. Somehow Steve-O <laughs> yes, has somehow returned. Somehow Steve-O's returned. Yes. The dead speak. <laughs> Yes, let's... Okay, yes, that's happening. I see no reason why that won't happen. So, 
uh, Robbie sees Barry Never Barry threatening one of the people who owes him money. Uh, and Robbie's very keen to like get on Barry's good side. Um, but Barry's like, no, no, I don't want you around and I don't want you seeing Steve-O while you're like this or something yeah, like yeah. that. Robbie is dressed exactly how Robbie has always dressed. Yeah, yeah. That has not changed. No, no, no. So when Steve-O later reacts to Robbie, as if Robbie is dressed massively different to how he used to dress. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that didn't make any sense with it to me. Do you want to point out a special way for the way Robbie says imbecile? Delightful. Yeah. It's, a word, it's a word that's really elevated by that Scouts accent. <laughs> Sometimes you get one that just sounds really good yeah, yeah. in an accent. Like in the last chunk, we had one of the Scottish people saying purgatory. Oh. And it was, oh, it was, oh, it was delicious. Yeah, yeah. It was delicious. You got book. Yeah. Cur. Yeah. Purgatory. <laughs> so Michael tells the staff that Lorraine is going to do these. Uh, efficiency savings, taking away some of the subjects that fewer of the kids want to study with history, one of the ones in the firing line. Mm-hmm. Um, they're after a 20% drop in staff expenditure, which they hope to achieve without redundancies. Just I'm not quite sure. Voluntary ones. Yes. Or it's letting people leave and not replacing them. Yes. Well, but, yeah, but So they say, so Tom's like, this means redundancies. And they're like, not necessarily... But then Lorraine's like, by the way, if any of you want to take <laughs> voluntary redundancy, that would really help. Because that's a thing, you can just walk into yeah, an office yeah. and go, excuse me, I'd like to do this. I think mean, that's called resigning. Um, <laughs> so Lorraine's like, we want to do the classes that the students want. And she's opening a new IT lab because what they all need is IT. I had some questions about this. One thing is that when they say, and Tom makes the point, oh, so we're doing all this cost cutting but we're going to open a fancy computer yeah. lab. And she goes, they're a donation from me and they won't cost a penny. That's how the whole school yeah, runs. That was the first thing I thought. That's how the whole school runs, Lorraine. But we, let, we later find out they're like surplus Yeah, yeah. At, at the company. Yeah, because it would be much more realistic if, they, if she started bringing in... So for her other company, she's just buying loads of computers bring, she bring, Bringing in all of the teachers from other companies, like bringing in professionals from other companies to act as teachers. Yeah. That, that would be... Yeah, that, that might actually be quite interesting, but yeah. instead it's all of this loose loose financial yeah. stuff. But then Lorraine is... Because the Year 11s are taking their A-level options, uh, and Lorraine starts telling them all to bid off Shakespeare. Yeah. It's a mad thing for someone who owns a school to start saying, isn't it? Well, I don't necessarily like her history dumping policies, but I do like her Shakespeare <laughs> dumping policies, because it's just it's garbage. They seem to be doing the entire options process in one day. Yep. Rather than giving them time to think no, just, about by this the way, incredibly important decision. Yeah, you are. I say incredibly important. But then, in terms of budget, <laughs> they're going to start running computer studies class. Yes. They've never run a computer studies class before. No. Doesn't that, that, that require requires a, new staff? A teacher. At least one. Yeah, unless you're going to get... Yeah, because Chalky's not there anymore to no, retrain no, no, as a computer true, studies teacher. Unless they're going to get Kevin to do it. <laughs> well, it's not out of the question, is it? I have some questions yeah. about the ages of all of the children. Yeah. Do you know where I'm going with this? Well, they're, they're wildly all over the place. Well, so Dynasty yeah. is in the um, uh, the options. Yes, chat. along with Imogen. Along with Imogen, Harley. Harley, yeah. Lula. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Later that day, there's a science class with Lula, Harley and Robbie. They're all the same age. They're Every, all, the, all of the kids are the same age. <laughs> Robbie, who we're led to believe is the youngest Barry. Yeah. Somewhat a couple of years younger than Dynasty, at least. Yeah. But... They're still year 11. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> All of the kids with speaking roles are the same age for the purposes of this episode. <laughs> ridiculous. Um, uh, L- Lorraine has a meeting with Maggie where um, Lorraine says, I need you back at work immediately. It's not nice, but we've got to do it because of cost cutting. And the canteen is big business. <laughs> if anything, if any part of the school is... Self-sufficient is the canteen. Yes, the children pay money. Well, aren't they in a sort of partnership with King of Spices? Could they not bring in King of Spices to run it for a little bit? Yeah. <laughs> it took me far too long to figure out who King of Spices yeah, was. It was literally two weeks ago. Yeah, I know, but just come on, Tom. <laughs> None of this stays in my brain. It was two weeks ago in story. I think it was last week in recordings. Oi. So... Uh, uh, and Dale is is at the school and helping Sonia set up this IT stuff. Uh, he says, "Load me up." He knows what he's doing. <laughs> he knows what he's doing. Audrey has done that thing where she brings an incredibly valuable object of her own possession into the school, <laughs> and I, I thought it was something terrible was going to happen to this belonging. 
Mm. Uh, but nothing does. So she's bought a sword. She inspires the children with a sword. I was going to say, how many swords do you own? That's the wrong question to ask you, because the answer is not zero. It's two. (laughs) For most people, the answer would be zero. But for you, it isn't. No, it's it's two. It's two swords. They're really heavy. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, Audrey, she's putting in the work. She is. Fling that around like that. She's putting in the work. Just just Um, to clarify, I'm not the, you know, the, the Sutton sword killer. Um, the lo- the Sutton Sword Killer. Good name, wasn't it? Su- Sutton Sword Slasher. <laughs> Sutton Sword Slasher. That's what you'd be. Um, uh, we have Lord of the Rings replica swords. They're very heavy. Yeah. Um, I would say if you're trying to get people to study history, it's probably quite a good way. Yeah, yeah. Although A level history, as someone who did it, is not n- not sword related. It's, it's nowhere near sword related. No. It's a lot of politics, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. There's not. It's like unless you like. The politics of Ireland at the turn of the 20th century. <laughs> um, the emancipation of the serfs in yeah. uh, Tsarist Russia. Mm-hmm. And uh, lots and lots of Cold War. Yeah, you see, I, I, I didn't even do GCSE history. I would have wanted to, but it was in the same block as something else. Mm. But I'm glad I didn't because you don't do anything interesting history stuff. It is, it is interesting. Just a you, lot you just of politics. You cover the same hundred years. Yeah, and that's what I did that's that for it. four years. Basically, I just covered the same hundred years. Yeah, and it's like I, I'm someone. It's very Mark Corrigan, but <laughs> I quite like ancient history, so I would have liked <laughs> to have done that. Yeah, um, yeah. So um, Dynasty is talking to Stevo because Stevo has put on the IT company gear, mm-hmm. and he's like traipsing around. The and Dynasty goes, "Oh, my criminal boyfriend is wearing a disguise." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see no red flags yeah he's, he's definitely changed um, but Dynasty says to Steve-O that she's not keen to move she likes it at the school um, and then he sort of turns up, talks her around by saying you know you don't need the school you've got a beautiful home waiting for you on the Albert docks I'm assuming that's in Liverpool yeah I think they've recently been stripped of their UNESCO world heritage status probably not because Dynasty and Steve-O moved in but <laughs> <laughs> it's, the fir- it's the first domino I think they've been stripped of their heritage status because too much like development has happened. Yeah. So they're no longer nice and old. They're now modern and functional. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They they build homes for yeah. people to live in. Yeah. Ugh. That's, that's the problem. Um So, Harley really enjoyed the sword swingy history lesson, but he said, oh, I can't do A level um because I'm the wrong age. <laughs> but uh because I've got to think about my future. I'm gonna do IT. How many people who are fluent in Excel does the world really need? Because that might not be what IT is you, now. You, you sound like the CEO of a company that's just invested in AI. <laughs> going, look, I don't need any of you data processes anymore. I've got a robot that can do it for me. But like, realistically speaking, from what I gather, IT and computing at school are now good and worth doing mm-hmm. because they're about skills that you use in the workplace. Mm-hmm. But I, I, when I was at school... IT was spreadsheets. That's it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people do use spreadsheets, but not enough to justify the whole subject of IT being devoted to them. There are lots of like rules around emails. Like if you put this in like speech, it'll do this. So I don't care for that. Yeah, we didn't do anything with computers that's interesting. Whereas, whereas my little brother is 12, 12 about to be thirteen. And all of his IT lessons are amazing. Mm. They're programming code and things, doing things on the screens. It's great. <laughs> I yeah. The um, the other thing as well is like history. Broadly, is one of the most employable topics. Yes, and it's an A level that every university looks favourably on. Yes, because it's all about critical yes. thinking. It's all lots, about re- lots of people who do history degrees can go and get virtually any job because of the skills they have. Yeah, yeah, because it's. <laughs> it's research critical thinking yes. oftentimes there's data involved in yes. it as well depending on how seriously you take yes. it so i know it's because they only have four teachers of speaking yeah. roles now and most <laughs> of them are english teachers but if they put another thing up for fret that yeah. make more sense than every other person you know going they never get rid of history yeah because it's history yeah so kevin sees dynasty and steve-o emerge giggling from a room um and then he's sort of around but steve-o tells him to sod off and then Dynasty starts telling people that it's her last day. 
Um, and Imogen says, I thought quite funny, well done, you're fulfilling your potential as a gangster's mole. <laughs> I like the idea of Steve-O as a gangster. There's and not just a, few, a petty criminal. There's quite a few lines between Dynasty and um, Imogen over yeah. a few weeks that are just quite fun. Yes. They actually feel like friends. Yeah, they do feel like friends, I think. Yeah. 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 But quite clearly 30-year-old friends. Yeah. So they're, they're written by writers <laughs> in their 30s, not actual TV. But the, the bit I like is that Dynasty's like showing off that she's got this ring and Imogen looks on disapprovingly. And Dynasty actually says, that's a bit rich coming from you, Imogen. <laughs> I'm glad she said it. Because <laughs> otherwise we would have had to. <laughs> Child bride. Yeah. I also like the fact that Kevin is literally just carrying a chessboard around all day. <laughs> It's it's like the comedically large <laughs> copy of the bell jar that's in Ten <laughs> Things I Hate About You. Yes, <laughs> yes. Just like just so you you get the point of what this character is about. Yeah, Kevin just walks around smacking uh, people with a chessboard. Kevin says a line Kevin would never say, which is that everybody knows bimbos don't play chess. Mm-hmm. It doesn't stack up with anything we know about Kevin. Yeah, maybe we need to talk about Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> You know how they say you shouldn't leave dead air? I sometimes think the dead air is better. Yeah, it's better than the alternative. Um, (laughs) So, Imogen then goes to tell Tom about the fact that Dynasty's planning to leave. And then Tom talks to her, says, you know, this is a cop-out. You know, you're just doing this rather because it's got difficult and and you just want a way out. Um, And then Dynasty's basically saying, you know, why should I waste a year here when I can just start my life now? Waste a year. So, I think I've worked out earlier. Right. They are midway through their A-levels, and this was sort of an A-level assembly. Right. So, for people who were options and... Oh, I see. Okay. Because there's a bit, isn't there, where Lorraine lists a lot of useless A-levels, and Dynasty's like, oh, hang on. Yeah. <laughs> they're the, literally the ones but I'm I thought they're like, those the ones that she was going to yeah. take. No, so did know. I in the moment. But yeah, yeah. I think that's what's happening. Right, okay. So, yeah, Martha, unclenched. Yeah. <laughs> Martha just deleting drafts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have trying to send it to us on on uh, Twitter and on threads. Yeah. <laughs> I sometimes have like I have a friend who if you send voice notes to, they respond to the voice note live with messages. Oh, so as they, they're listening. Yeah, yeah. So you right. then have to try and figure out what part of it they're listening yeah, yeah, yeah. to. Um, no, and I feel like, time stamp and I like the idea that immediately while listening Martha went actually Dynasty is uh, one year old because of this reason I like the idea that we'll get a tweet and then one like ten minutes later saying sorry <laughs> uh, but the, the, thing, the thing that's interesting about this is okay so Dynasty's story directly relates to the story that's being told in the, in the leadership right yes. that they want, we want to cut classes yeah. um, because they're not value and then you go, well, look at Dynasty Barry, yeah. one of the students who's really come along. You're about to try and get rid of all of the A-levels that she takes. Yes. Um, and because of that, she's leaving the school into the arms of... of to go and be a gangster's mole. To, exactly <laughs> those things. And you go, look, if you cut these classes, you leave... You create a generation of moles. <laughs> yes. You leave you leave students with nowhere to go, yeah. but in the arms of, the, of ragamuffins. Yeah, one of the Burleys. One of the Burleys. But not one of the good Burleys. No, we have we have no Burleys. evidence. What's his last name? We, he could be a Burley. Steve O'Burley. Yeah. <laughs> so, Lorraine opens her IT lab. Her IT lab is a few laptops on a table. This drove me In crazy. In the library. It drove me and so all, And this is the thing, like, because it's They've big... moved the existing computers out of the way to put them on. All the students walking like they've discovered fire. <laughs> but, like, because that's the thing that I had to, like... Che- like do a bit of like a privilege check on this. Yeah. This came out in 2013. Yeah. Do you reckon these kids are so wowed by the concept of a laptop in 2013? But they've got they've got a computer in every classroom now. This yeah, is Jack yeah. Rimmer's legacy. They've got a computer in every classroom for the last eight years, yeah, Tom. It's Jack Rimmer's but legacy. Like, I just don't feel like they'd be so like, okay, cool, some computers on yeah. a on a table. But um, <laughs> Lorraine's like, it's the future, innovation, self-learning, enterprise. <laughs> what? It's a couple of laptops. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, one, of, one of those kids is going to be on Reddit before Lorraine yeah. even re- leaves the room. Um, I did enjoy the fact that when Steve-O stole the laptops, he had free access to nine computers. He goes, yeah. better just take three. Take it's because he's turned over a new leaf. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not um, a monster. So Dynasty stands there and gives her whole life story to Sonia just so she can overhear the, com- the phone call mm. about the stolen uniform. Yes. And at that point she goes, oh, that's why Steve-O was wearing it. Yes, like she hadn't thought about it. Of course he was. (laughs) 
She just yeah. thought he got a job really quickly. This proves Lorraine's point about how some of those uh, lessons are useless. Yeah, yeah. You do theatre studies for a year and you can't figure out why your criminal boyfriend is wearing a costume. <laughs> um, so Audrey has got a lot going on trying to keep her subject afloat. So she's late to have lunch with Ndale. And then she's like, you know, I'm sorry. I haven't had to factor anyone else into my life for a long time. Cool. I think it's all right. I don't like where it goes. Nah. But it's all right. It's all right. Um, there's some stuff with uh, Robbie aggressively collecting debt money for, for Barry Never Barry. And then Maggie goes into the staff room. Oh. And <laughs> outrageously guilt trips everyone, but especially Tom, about giving the, their kidney away. And the camera even leans into it, right? Yeah. The camera is just like, look at you, Tom, you bastard. Well, that's because... Yeah, there were two kidneys. But that's because the camera knows that Tom is going to volunteer. Yeah, but it's like the camera's like egging him on. It's like when Dante's wedding ring always shows up in the newer, in the newer yeah. show. I just thought it was absurd. Like The way that Maggie... But again, again... I, I can see why Maggie asked initially because mm. you, you know if there's a chance someone's going to d- donate you have to ask the question mm. but to then like say basically say you're all dicks for not yeah. donating a kidney the way that she acts <laughs> in the next two weeks is just not logical in any way shape or form but I guess you know they kind of get around it by just going well it's it's a woman searching for a, for yeah. a chance for her other half isn't she yeah um, Dynasty sees Steve-O loading the stolen computers into his car um, she says you're nothing but a lying thief and then he sort of tries to apologise and win her back but she says I am worth so much more than you yeah she's Good. worth well six done, or seven Dynasty. computers at least <laughs> yeah. yeah could have at least nicked them all yeah <laughs> in for a penny as they say <laughs> um, and then there's a Tom O'Dell song that plays while she's tearful in the bathroom is it another love it's not another love oh that's the only Tom O'Dell song I know <laughs> it's my Lewis Capaldi moment yeah. <laughs> Oh, don't know that one, do you? <laughs> I'm not going to have a look at how many streams it's got on Spotify. So there's a bit where Lula sort of challenges Robbie. He says, you're acting like someone you're not just to try and impress Barry. Kevin uh, wins the chess tournament easily, obviously. And then Dynasty comes in and says, well, you haven't beaten me yet. All right. What follows <laughs> is the horniest thing I have ever seen on TV. Look. Chess was probably the only nerdy hobby I didn't have at school. If I knew it was this efficient, <laughs> yeah. I'd have taken it up. <laughs> when she touches her mouth, I legit thought she put a pawn in there. <laughs> it's filth. Yeah. Utter filth. Yeah. And that just made me think, because you proposed a Charlotte with Scrabble. Was this Scrabble. how? <laughs> <laughs> it's just what that Scrabble game was. I put each tile into my mouth before I put it down. <laughs> I like that idea because you didn't propose to during a game of Scrabble. You no. put the Scrabble tiles. No, there out. were far too many tiles. To yeah. <laughs> but like, I like that idea of the listeners now picturing a situation where you've been trying to propose to Charlotte for years, but you've never got the right combination of tiles. I've got will marry me. Just me yelling. But, I don't need a Z. But no, no you. And you're putting them down, and then you've got the blank tile, or the blank tile is uh, M. For yeah. yeah. <laughs> But yeah, this game of chess is absurd. It's so horny. Yeah. I think we're going to find out this week whether horny is allowed in the episode title. (laughs) Is the implication that Dynasty let Kevin win or that they couldn't allow Dynasty to win in the episode for some reason? To be fair, she does win. (laughs) I'm not not sure the game she was playing on that day was chess. No, well, perhaps not. But you you don't have to work that hard for Kevin. Uh, No, to be fair. Yeah, it kind of feels like if you're Dynasty, you walk into any chess club in any school <laughs> in the country. Yeah, exactly. Really, you probably have to try a little bit less hard than yeah. this to actually yeah. work. Yeah. Sonia is worrying about losing her job over the, the computers missing. Um, and then and Dale encourages her to, like, you know, cover it up somehow. And then they kiss. <gasps> because of their simmering sexual chemistry. <laughs> they didn't even have the courtesy to play chess first. No, I know. It's, it's, it's weird that you literally cut from the horniest scene in TV history to... That was... You know what? We've watched all of the Fifty Shades movies. Yeah. Are you telling me that Dynasty and Kevin scene isn't hornier? It's, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. you just cut to Sonya and Darnish. Like, why, are we, why are we having sex? Um, I don't know. The plot. The plot. Yeah, the plot. Because, because I'm getting a Kid of the Week episode next week. 
So then there's some stuff about Steve-O raging at Barry Never Barry about the fact that Dynasty is getting with someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, and he doesn't know that he's right at this point. <laughs> <laughs> but he's so, an adult. And the only an thing adult. that was keeping him going through prison was the thought of a child on the outside. <laughs> so now we just talk about the horrible bit. Oh. Um, so Robbie goes to find Barry and sort of shows Barry that, that he's collected the money. And then Steve-O's like, oh, what are you dressed like that for? As if that is not how Robbie has always dressed. I, mm-hmm. I found it infuriating. Yeah, unless there's some other world where when Steve-O knew them, because he's been in prison for 20 years. I, um, I guess. But there's, there's, <coughs> there's no suggestion that Robbie had changed the way he dressed <coughs> when he came to the school, is there? Yeah, yeah. Um, no, that's very strange. Because there was the one episode where... The, the mum made Robbie dress really girly. Yeah. And it was supposed to be like, oh my God, that's outrageous. That's not how Robbie dresses. Yeah, yeah. So the suggestion that Steve-O thinks this is, you know, this is strange. Um, but then Steve-O assaults Robbie and tears at his clothes and it's all very, very horrible. Yeah. Very, very, very horrible. Very powerful. Yes. In a way, I believe, of showing the, yes. you know... the as, as they did before when Barry assault, uh, uh, assaulted Robbie. Yeah. When, when he first found out. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's two times they've done this and both times I think it is you know a very visceral and very you know p- like you say powerful depiction of, of this sort of attack yeah and so at this point they're doing a good job with the story yeah yeah at at this point at this point <laughs> they have not yet earned our ire I have a question <laughs> I mean they have earned our ire but for different reasons yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so a lot of sex happens in this school Yes. Um, and Dale... Is that a sentence you ever thought you'd say into a microphone three years ago? Probably. <laughs> There's a lot of sex happens in this school. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, it's not, it's not what I ever said while I was at school. So, um, but... So Dale and Sonia yeah. go into this room and they have sex. They have sex, Good yeah. for them. Um, but I don't know about you. I don't take condoms into work because I'm not expecting... I'm not expecting it. No. How prepared are all of these people all of the time? Is it like one of those prerequisites that Dali goes, I better, just just in case. Maybe. I just... Or maybe because of the throes of passion, they, they don't use protection. Oh. That's why they all end up bloody pregnant in this show. <laughs> because it's first time or never. We first know time or never. We know this. Yeah, it's a, um, a, a stopwatch for the end of the series. Yeah, when Sonia not. turns around as... Oh, that's absolutely where this is going, <laughs> isn't it? dawning realisation I don't know actually but it would not surprise me mm. at all um, so uh, Steve-O says I'm going to hang around a bit to get Dynasty back and I'm going to run Barry Never Barry's loan shark business mm-hmm. but I like this because it, it's, it's established that the dynamic between Steve-O and Barry is established very quickly which is that Barry is really trying to impress Steve-O and Steve-O does not care about Barry and sees him mm. as a sort of useful idiot. Yes. Um, so if the end game is to try and redeem Barry Never Barry, mm-hmm. it's a decent starting block. We've seen too much to redeem Barry <laughs> Never Barry. You know, if we redeem Darth Vader, <laughs> we can... <laughs> he did murder young ones. Yeah. Darth Vader has definitely done worse things than Barry Never Barry. So far. A completely original sentence. <laughs> <laughs> I do think the genocide of Alderaan was worse than anything Barry Never Barry has done. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> just, just about. So all of the subjects have got at least 20 pupils signed on to, to study them at A-level, um, which was the, the stipulation. Did any of the subjects you did at A-level have 20 people in the class? I went to quite a big school. So... See, my school wasn't that big. and Let me think. Um, English. English, maybe. Maybe the, the English, math, the sciences. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. English, yes. Media studies, yes. I want to say history, definitely at AS level. Um, and then drama was no for both. Yeah, like drama, I don't imagine having 20 people. Because I wanted to get proper jobs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're all yeah, doing my, my second year in... Um, uh, Drama was three people. Yeah. Exactly. And then one of them ended up dropping out of school midway through, so it was just two of us. Yeah. No, I, I can... That must have made drama really hard. <laughs> so, yeah, they were around long enough for us to do our final, like, actual production, yeah. and they kept coming back. The, mod- the module on monologues was fine. Yeah, yeah. It, was the- <laughs> it was the rest of it. There was a lot lost. of time to prepare for that. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, 
So they've all hit the, the threshold. They're all celebrating. Um, 22 pupils took religious studies at A-level. I don't think you... T- we didn't do that. We did philosophy. I don't think... Yeah, I don't think I don't think it was offered at my school. Mm-hmm. Do we have philosophy? I think philosophy was... No, philosophy no, in fact, ethics. I'm sure philosophy. Oh, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Um, I think some people I knew did that as an AS. I don't think anyone did it to A-level. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of confused sporty guys thinking it was PE. <laughs> Not to stereotype, but... <laughs> Um, have had that joke on the back burner for 13 <laughs> years so uh, but Lorraine says haha Audrey you haven't won because the other history teachers who don't have speaking roles have taken voluntary redundancy so you're now in a department of one and it's it's delivered like a mic drop as if Lorraine's not saying I have vastly diminished the quality of subject teaching in the school I run bam <laughs> this doesn't make sense none of the economy of any of this makes any sense no it doesn't it's nice, though, that a series ago, when I was talking about Lorraine's money problems, I obviously had a residual memory somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But this isn't her money, because all of her other businesses seem to be thriving. Yeah, yeah, they are, yeah. But her accountant has taken real issue. With, with the money with, with the non-profit organisation yeah, yeah, she's yeah. running. <laughs> Hi, I seem to have found in some discrepancies in your books where you go to a place in Scotland and throw money down a well. Um, there's a very weird scene of Tom looking mournfully at the racing post in Grantley's classroom. Oh. <laughs> That that's that that's the moment he decides to donate a kidney yeah. when he sees a well thumbed copy of the, of the racing post. Robbie breaks down in front of Tom, says, "I'm a fake. I want to be dead. Very powerful." Tom brings up um, brings up Grantley um, and says, "You know, you should treasure your life. You should see how important it is." Um, and Robbie says, you know, I didn't mean, you know, you're right. I didn't mean that about wanting to be dead. I've got this dream that a Liverpool scout will will, will spot me. Um, and, and Tom's like, oh, you don't have to be a boy to play football. Like that's what it was about the whole time when it wasn't. And then Tom says, I'm going to set up a girls football team again. I wish I'd done that before. <sighs> At least he acknowledges that he's done it before. Well, yeah, my, my, <laughs> the complimentary note is that Tom is a podcast assistant. Yeah. Because we've said this many times. Yeah. Um, and, and then uh, Casey says that they want their name back. Yeah. So... So they're Casey again. It's canon, realistically, that they get hate-crimed into detransitioning. Yes. What, what I think the show is trying to do is to show that that it's not like you make a decision and then you're you're taken away to a surgery to have bits added or chopped off or whatever they're trying to show that it's a process yeah gender identity is a is a broad as as indeed tom says in dialogue Tom says you know you don't have to make a decision yeah yeah. you can be whoever you are it's all a learning thing each person finds their own place eventually etc but (laughs) but the show yeah the show only exists and acknowledges this as a binary. Yes. Which is that either you are a boy or you are a girl. Yes. And that they are ch- changing between the two. And I guess in next week's episode, to give us give them a little bit more credit, is that they say, I'm just me. Yes. But they're still going around talking about, oh, I'm Casey again now. Yeah. And like, it could end up being that actually what they've decided to do is mask and go, this is too much hassle yeah. for me because throughout the day you've seen them take different amounts of hassle. It's the yeah. third time, the second or third time they've been subject to a hate crime. Yeah. And they might, you know, go, actually, I want to massive, but I don't feel like that's in the story. No. And what I, what I fear has happened is that the show has gone, we've got Barry storylines. Mm-hmm. So this needs to be resolved. Yeah, yeah. That's what I fear has happened. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that they're not doing the nuanced thing they could be doing here. Yeah, but I think they got up to, they got up to that point of where they went, oh, where they said, I, I wish I was dead. Mm. That's a, you know, so far, so much of what we know about, you know, um, trans people's experiences is that 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 fear, that mm. abuse, everything apart of it. And you go, wow, they've really taken all of this in and gone, right, we're going we're gonna to really show that. Yeah. And then they got to that point and went, this is a bit deep for us. Yeah. Let's make it about a girls football team, shall we? Yeah, <laughs> yeah the... The, the the bringing in of the football I found troubling and the fact that I, I, I wouldn't have minded if Casey had come to this at some point mm. 
from you know broader experiences from having some some sort of conversations with themselves like the, the first episode where we found out about all of this and it really focused in on Casey where's the other the girl yeah yeah where's the girl who that they they were talking to who was really helping them through their gender identity mm-hmm. and was a really important part of this storyline yeah, yeah where have they gone <laughs> yeah. I also think maybe we have to just go we're we're they did not write this in 2013 no. expecting in 10 years time in the most febrile and dangerous atmosphere yeah. to be a trans person yeah. that we would look on this with a very, very dim yeah. view on at, their storytelling. At this time, doing that story and doing it semi-respectfully was progress. Yeah, yeah. Now, we're, we're like, Yeah, you have to overanalyze every yeah, single yeah. part of it because right now, it's all in the mud. It's so in the mud. Yeah. It's so in the mud. Um, um, and also, it's just it's just clear that not anyone in the room had ever heard of the words non-binary. No, no, that's just, not even an option. It just doesn't exist. Yeah. Not even an option. Yeah. Not even an option. Um, so, Barry Never Barry tells Connor that Steve-O now owns his debt. I like how Barry thinks the name Steve-O is uniquely threatening. <laughs> uh, I think that's because the show thinks the yeah, name yeah. Steve-O is uniquely yeah. threatening. Barry Never Barry invoking the name Steve-O. So, oh my God, the layers of threat here. Yeah. Um, so, Barry Never Barry says, yeah, you know, trust me, you really need to pay on time. So, uh, then you've got uh, Kevin talking to Dynasty saying it's great that you've chosen to stay and play horny, horny chess. <laughs> um, Dynasty says, I know what I want now. <laughs> From the makers of Hungry, Hungry yes. Heroes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's an episode title. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, how'd they get here? Yeah. <laughs> so she goes to kiss him, but he sort of turns away like nervously. She goes to leave, but then he's like, no, and they kiss. And I, I always imagine rule the world by take that in these scenes. I don't know why. <laughs> because you know what it is? It's because it's that moment of, I associate rule the world by take that with the moment on like the X Factor or a similar show mm-hmm. where someone is convinced that they're not going through. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, lol, actually you're yeah, going through. Yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 So I think it's that moment. It's like, oh, I'm not going to kiss you. Yeah. Wait, I am. <laughs> It's odd that it's like Kevin just discovers Riz in the five <laughs> seconds when she's walking away, or there's just a voice in his head. I like to think in his mind, of like Chalk appeared in the sky like Mufasa. <laughs> I was like, yes. don't mess us up, lad. Yes. <laughs> Simply said, checkmate. <laughs> um, can you explain Riz to me? Because they say it on Love Island all the time, and I don't know what it means. <laughs> Oh God! Again, it's one of those words I know in context, yeah. but it's basically it's what you say, it's like smoothness, like right. being smooth. Because they say it on Love Island all the time. Yeah, yeah. So we're we're watching um uh, we're rewatching Sex Education, and um, Charlie's never watched it before. And every ten minutes she goes, "Why does Otis have so much damn riz? And why does he have no awareness of it?" So Steve O saw Kevin and Dynasty kissing. Uh oh, um, he goes and confronts Kevin throws him to the ground and tells him to stay away. Kevin, when he sees the threatening man in an alley, yes. and the man says, come here. Yes. <laughs> you don't, under any circumstances, come here. Yeah. Then when he says, come closer, yeah. you don't, under any Talk, circumstances, very come much closer. like a fairy tale wolf. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what large. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, meanwhile, Tom goes to the schoolhouse and tells Maggie he will be a donor for Grantley. Has he checked whether he can? No, but that's what he's saying. He's saying, I, I will go through the process. He's not saying, he's not going to have kindy in hand. Yeah. <laughs> Take it! Yeah. He does a little temple of doom himself. Just, it's... it's odd to think that we've known these characters for eight years and I just went, are they really, are they close enough? Oh, they are. They've, they've got an NLB. Well, there's, no, there's no work colleague I'd give a kidney to. <laughs> do, do any of them listen to the podcast? No. No. As if I tell my work colleagues about this. <laughs> you don't play it out in the office accidentally when no, you connect your no, Bluetooth. Yeah. <laughs> Is that Luke I can hear yelling about paedophiles? <laughs> How often do you yell about paedophiles in the office? More often than you expect. <laughs> no, no. No. I expect you to yell yelling quite a lot. Uh, no, yeah. You spend a lot of your life yelling about Peter As much as you'd yeah. expect. Um, so yes, that's the end of the episode. Um, not not terrible, but not good. No. <laughs> not good. Yeah, it's, it's 
sad, really, that they took a storyline they were doing quite well with and just went, oh, we're done with this now. Yes, they did and that. They got it, bored of it. Because it was one of the things like, oh, we need a neat resolution for this. It's like, well, there's no neat resolution That's for something that is a lifelong journey. That's why they do anything complicated they do with the kid of the week so they can just push them out of the story at yeah. the end. Which is why the last time they did yeah. the story worked quite well because yeah, they, yeah. they, they just didn't exist anymore. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's not, not true here. No. It might be interesting to see how it comes back. Like, you know, it could be one of those things if, that they... If they, indeed it does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not featured in the next week. No. Um, next time trailer. This is a really jam-packed next time trailer for an episode where not very much happens. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's just because there's fire in it. Yeah. When there's fire, there's excitement. Yeah. So we've got Sonia seeing Lorraine with Nikki. Um, Steve-O ramping up Connor's repayment schedule. Uh, Josh is back. Um, with Riz. <laughs> with Riz. There's tension with Tom and Josh. There's some dynasty being angry at Steve-O for trying to run her life. There's Sonia crying about being second best. Michael finding out about Nikki and Lorraine. Steve-O in front of an explosion. <laughs> it's all going on. It is all going on. It's the next time trailer for the ages, this really. But then you watch it and you go, well, nothing's really going on. No. No. It's, putting an explosion at the end is a very The Bill trick. Yeah, yeah. I've definitely said this before, but every next time trailer on the bill ends with one of the speaking role characters being held at gunpoint. And no one is ever shot. <laughs> there aren't all guns in this country. It's really challenging yeah, yeah. to do. On the bill, there were lots. Lots yeah. and lots. I, mean, I do imagine the police see guns more than I do. <laughs> more a part of their lives than ours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's fair to say. And I'm quite thankful for that. Yes. Um, so, play out song. There's the Tom O'Dell one, or there's a Connor Maynard song. Who do you prefer? Being the resident young person. Conor Maynard? Yeah. Well, you can't say no to a Conor Maynard song. Can you not? I don't know. Oh. It's called... His his big hit was Can't Say No. Oh. You see, I'd know. <laughs> Could not have gone more over my head. <laughs> the thing is, well, because of the um, the age profile of our audience, it went over all of their heads as well. Yeah. <laughs> there was one other 30-year-old listening who went, oh, that's a dynamite Conor, <laughs> Conor Maynard reference. <laughs> they were all in the warehouse going, Yeah! <laughs> Breach. <laughs> um, okay, Connor Maynard then. Yeah. But is the song Can't Say No? No, it's called Vegas Girl. Well, can we play Can't Say No? No. You know how this works by now. I am, in fact, saying no. <laughs> but you can't. <laughs> <laughs>